I'm standing in front of a high wall, too high for me to climb, which recalls a childhood experience, and maybe you had it as well. You're standing in front of this wall, and you're, it's either too high or you're not agile enough to get up on it. But another child is up on the wall, and they can see out, and you can't. And you're calling up to them, what can you see? Well, this program is a bit like that, because while I'm in Ireland... Colette Kinsella is on a wall in Cairo in Egypt and I'm asking her, what can you see from there, Colette? Oh man, this is just amazing. This is really the city of a thousand minarets. It is just gorgeous. It's just minaret after minaret after minaret. Is it hot there? It's not too hot, actually. It's kind of cool. I'd say it's around 20 degrees, so it's a very pleasant temperature. It's kind of T-shirt and jacket weather. So you're on top of a minaret? I'm on the top of a minaret and... I'm in an ancient part of Cairo, which is the biggest city on the African continent. Now, what I can see from here is absolutely mind-blowing. All I can see is Cairo. As far as I can see, right out to the horizon, all I can see is buildings. And on the buildings, um, I can just see a wave after wave after wave of satellite dishes. So really, I'm turning now, I'm walking around the the middle balcony of the minaret, and all I can see right out to the horizon is buildings. The ones that are closer to me are part of the really, really old city, which dates back, I suppose, to about, I don't know, the 10th century or something. But um, this area now is called Darb al-Ahmar. And uh, it's one of the most, uh, I suppose it's really densely populated. From here, anyway, it looks like, God, it looks like there's standing room only. It's like if you take a whole load of Lego buildings, Lego blocks, and just stack them up one after another, really closely together, just out, 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 away from the centre. That's what it looks like. And it's just rooftops and skyscrapers. And I imagine just thinking about hot countries, the buildings are all white and the sun is shining on them. The sun, it's about four, half four in the afternoon and it's winter time, so we're kind of about 45 minutes away from the sunset. So it's a really kind of dusky orangey light that's just really really nice the thing is though this part of Cairo or Cairo in general is really polluted so most of the buildings I'm looking at now at one point they would have been this lovely kind of sandy colour and a lot of them have um, green shutters on them but now everything is just very very muted it's just so dark dark brown but here and there people have actually painted you know little bits of their buildings so you might have for example right in front of me now there's a four-storey building and it's just made of open brickwork. You can just see the bricks. It's bricks and shutters and windows and the balconies. But each balcony is painted a different colour. So the top one, which is the fourth one, is a violet colour. The one below that is orange. The one below that is white. The shutters are just multicolours. There's greens and there's blues. And there's tons and tons of washing hanging out of each one. So I'm looking at now... There's a red T-shirt, an orange T-shirt and, and white stuff hanging out. So really, it's kind of... The overriding colour is brown, but very, very muted splashes of red and greens and blues. And the roofs, I presume they're flat roofs, are they? Yeah, the rooftops are flat, mostly. I suppose they're really unusual in that... You know the way, you, if you have a rooftop, say Spain, for example, that's flat. Um, a lot of people, you'd put up a, a parasol or you'd have a bit of a garden going up there. But the thing about the rooftops in Cairo is that people use it. They just use it for chucking stuff out of their apartments that they don't know what else to do with. So you have rubble, you have rubbish, you have any old furniture that you just don't want to have in your apartment. Everything goes up. Everything goes up, 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 up. It's kind of like 
out of sight, out of mind. But there's another thing here. I'm looking at loads of things that look like shacks. They could be people who have moved in from the countryside and maybe working in the buildings as maids or janitors or something. You might have entire families up there. That's an incredible racket with the horns. Car horns, are they? Is that what I'm hearing all the time? Yeah, you are. Is there something going on? No, this is just general life. This is just Cairo, the way Cairo sounds. What are they beeping at? They're just beeping at each other. The thing about the car horns here is that they have a kind of a language. There's certain rhythms that mean certain things, like get out of the way, or I'm coming up behind you, or I'm coming up to your left. People don't really use their indicators here. They use their horns to say whatever they're doing. So they'll beep, 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 I'm passing your left, or beep, 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 get the heck out of my way. It just never, ever stops. It's just insane. But that's, a, that's kind of a carpet in the background. It's, it's, it's always there. And the funny thing is, when you come here first, it's what you notice. Yeah. But then you forget about it. And then when you leave the city and you go back to wherever you come from, you miss it. Do you? Yeah, you just kind of miss it. It's, it's like, it's seen, everywhere else seems so quiet when you leave, you know? I suppose it's like uh, li- people moving to the country and missing the streetlights. Yeah, something like that. It's really weird. But the other thing that I love about the rooftops is... Right, right now I'm looking down on a whole bunch of them that have pigeons on them. The Kyrenes love pigeon, hamem it's called here. It's a real delicacy. And in this part of the city you'll just see tons and tons of buildings have these wooden pigeon lofts. And this time of day is absolutely gorgeous because you have kids going up onto the rooftop with flags and they wave the flags to communicate with their flocks of pigeons. I have no idea how they train them, but I'm looking at a flock of pigeons right now that's kind of circling around a building and there's a kid up there with a couple of flags and he's waving at the, at the birds and they, they seem to be responding to it. How big are so the at flags? at some point they'll... The flags are... They're not huge. They're just regular, I don't know, a couple of feet by a foot maybe. Twice the size of a tea towel. And are they coloured? White. All right. White flags just stuck on a couple of pieces of wood. Are these buildings... I wonder how they do it and... Go on. Are these buildings with all the rubbish on them, are they posh buildings or are they poor ones? No, these are really poor buildings. Um, this, is a re- this is a fairly poor area now, this area called Darb al-Ahmar. It's a fairly poor area and it's really, really densely populated. So the buildings are shoved right up against each other. So the thing is, you have some of the really old buildings that would have been built, say, in the 19th century by the French and they're beautiful and they have high ceilings, you know, 15 feet ceilings and tall shutters. Very, very colonial buildings, right? But in between all of that, you have the newer poorer buildings which are really just shoved up it's just like very rough red brick straight up carved up into small rooms and a couple of balconies stuck on the end and there's no real attention to detail there's nothing to make them pretty or nice or anything they're purely functional so the more people that move into the city the more the more kids i suppose that people have the more of these buildings go up and i think a lot of them go up probably most of them go up without planning permission it's what they call here informal housing where you know you just kind of pay somebody a few quid and you throw up a building. And I'm looking at a gorgeous, what must have been a beautiful colonial building in front of me, and it has these very special kind of latticework wooden screens on the balconies, which I think is particular to Egypt. It's called Mashrabeya. The Arabic word, the Egyptian word for uh, water is Maya. The word Mashrabeya comes from the word water because in the olden days, the women used to kind of hide behind these lattice screens, and there are tiny little openings in the screens, just enough to put your hand out to take in a bottle of water or a, a jug full of water and these the openings in the screens were used by women to kind of get water and they wouldn't be seen so they could hide behind the, the lattice work wow. and, and this building that I'm looking at is sorry that's a wonderful image isn't it yeah the buildings down that this particular building has these beautiful 
lattice work balconies you know, the workmanship in them is amazing and the building is just falling down it's crumbling it's like it's like it's full of sand and dust and it seems to be just absolutely sagging under the weight of all the dust and the sand and there's another building beside it which is probably from the same era where one entire wing of it is just gone and you can actually see the old colours on, on what used to be the inside walls and just one half the building is gone and yet there are still people living in it I was going to ask you about lines of washing because they soften an urban landscape and they colour it. They do, yeah. Everywhere there's a balcony, there's washing. There's towels, there's the long galabeas, you know, the long jalebas, they call them in, in other parts of the Middle East. Here they're called galabeas, they're like long shirts, which a lot of people would still wear around here, kind of traditional clothing. And right now I've just walked around to the other side of the minaret and I'm staring up at probably one of the most gorgeous mosques. It's on a really, it's on the highest position so it overlooks this area. And it was built by a guy called Muhammad Ali, and he built this lovely mosque. And the thing is, I'm looking for the pyramids, but I can't actually see the pyramids now. There's just way too much smog. But he took... The pyramids normally have um, some kind of cladding on it. But he actually took the cladding from the pyramids to use in the mosque, which is a bit cheeky of him. But it's a beautiful mosque. <laughs> so what I'm looking down at as well is a market. This is a huge market. It's one of the biggest markets in the Middle East. It's not a tourist market, it's where the locals come to buy anything from a needle to an anchor. Oh my goodness, say what? Shukran. Muhammad Hafiz. Muhammad Hafiz. Say, would you like to have the cat with you? Oh, I would, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, but she can't take in the airplane. There's, there's thousands of cats in Cairo. Huh? Be careful because it's biting. Now you are in the main road of El Moiz Ladinillah. It's, it's the oldest street in Cairo. This street. This street is like 1,300 years ago. This street is the handicraft street. Here's the Pez, you have seen this before. This, yeah, Tarbush, which is Pez, and this machine in front of you, it's the oldest machine in Egypt for making Pez. They're making the Pez like you see, iron. They iron the Pez, and they put this kind of mats inside, and then they have the uh, wool uh, material around, and then they make this kind of tail. This Pez, King Farouk used to wear, all men used to wear. Now, not anymore, it's old fashioned. They use it for cinema, or they use it for doorman big hotel, like five-star hotel doorman, or sometimes for old-fashioned in Ramadan, when they have festival in Ramadan or things like that. And now we are entering the Turkish market, and this is what they call carpet market and spices market. Is this area called Darb al-Ahmar? Darb al-Ahmar, right. The whole area called it Darb al-Ahmar. Darb al-Ahmar means the red street. Why do you call it Darb al-Ahmar? Because when Muhammad Ali Basha invited the Mamluks in Citadel, he didn't like Mamluks. He invited all of them in Citadel and closed all the doors and killed all of them. So the blood used to come from Citadel to Babzuela. That's why they call it Darb al-Ahmar, which it means the red road. And down here is the spices market. You can see how 
the oldest spices shop. Wow, that was guy was just carrying a lot of carpets rolled up just on his head and he was hunched over. This is the oldest spices shop in Cairo, oh. in the spices market. So tell me what he's selling. <laughs> he's selling, for example, this is not camel bone like some Americans say before. It's camel bone. It's actually dry ginger. Oh. And this is to make the woman fat. If the woman's skin like you, she get fat with this. If she eat like this one in a week, she will become really fat. It's called mifataka. 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 You can smell it. It's, it's a jar. It, it's like treacle. Yeah, treacle with honey and sesame and things like that. Why do women want to get fat? Because if they are skin like you, you want to get fat. Egyptian women like to be big, not small like you. And do Egyptian men like fat women? Well, not me, but <laughs> other, other men, yes. <laughs> Let's go to see that. Yeah, so I'm just passing by lots of people there, just bargaining for some uh, blankets and stuff. I'm looking at a wall now that has handprints on it. Tell me about that. Yeah, this is after Ramadan. There is a small piece where they slaughter the cow or sheep or this kind of animal to give the poor people meat. So when after the sacrifice, they do the blood, this, it means take the eye of the devil away. It's a handprint in blood. Yes, yes, in blood. Now you can hear the voice of the people who sell and buy galabayas or trousers or whatever. This man, iron here. After they do it, the iron. Oh, makwa. Yeah, makwa. Let's go again to That's something that's unusual here. We don't have that in Ireland. People, there are people here who specialize, who, who iron all day, right? Yes. Now we can become again to the main road. Do you like it as a city? Do I, I like it as a city. I, I, I like Cairo as a city because it is just so fascinating. Like every single day you see something different. I mean, I lived here for five years. I've been coming back here for the last 10 years. It, it's an endlessly fascinating city and really every single hour, every single day that you spend in it is an adventure. It is just never And can you boring. see... Can oh, the, the sun is just... Go on. No, say again, you were going to say... The sun is going down and I can just see the massive skyscrapers silhouetted. Oh, it's just gorgeous. And the, there's, there's just tons of pigeons flying around. These, these beautiful white and black specks circling around buildings it's just wild just around and around and around and there's kids with their flags out oh do you know what i can smell man like you can you can you can taste and smell the city up here you can almost put the city on bread you could slice it and put it on your bread i'm smelling um fires from the uh i don't know must be open fires or something and i can also smell you know those kebab shops where they um, roast the meat outside on an open pit or an open uh, grill. I can smell that as well. And, of course, petrol. Petrol? I can smell petrol. I can get the, the, the petrol fumes. Oh, and look what I'm seeing now. There's about 10 goats on a rooftop in front of me and there's a guy out feeding them and he also has some pigeons and he's feeding the pigeons as well and there's a few cats running around. There's kids playing. There's, about, there's three kids right opposite me. They're probably around eight or ten, and they're playing football on a rooftop. There's a bit more space on that rooftop. They've kind of shoved the rubbish to the side. But they're playing in between the, um, the satellite dishes. Like, every single rooftop has at least ten satellite dishes. Like, it's just a carpet 
of satellite dishes and they're all, it looks like they're all worshipping in the same direction. It's quite extraordinary. They're all pointed in the same direction. And um, are the rooftops open where the children are playing or are there walls around them? Like, could the children fall off the them, edge? The, the, the ones where the kids are playing, there's walls around them. Most of them have walls around them. Some of them don't. But some of them have walls or even little kind of wooden fences. Oh, look, there's more goats. There's a little fell out. There's another... There's another I'm just seeing another... Um, a herd of goats and there's a small little fella he's probably about six he's wearing a pair of jeans and a really white top and he's out feeding the goats and the goats are literally walking over bags of rubbish and plastic bottles and his big brother has come out to give him a hand now and they're just feeding the goats that was great thank you very much for that okay over and out <laughs> <laughs> Colette Kinsella in Cairo